You are listening to the Power and Pros Podcast, a platform that serves as an active advocate for Black women to embody their authentic voice. Power and Pros is a space of healing and an invitation to profess the power you possess. Come along on the journey and let's get into the show. What's up, cool kids? You are tuned in to another episode of the Power and Pros Podcast. First, I want to say thank you to each and every person that joined our prayer call last week. So last week we hosted um, our monthly prayer call and Devo session, and that's when we do prayer every morning, and then we do a Devo um, plan on the Bible app together for a week. So from Monday through Friday, we hop on 7 a.m. Eastern, and it's a blessing every time. We've been doing it for a couple months now, but I'm just thankful for all the people that joined this past month. It was one of our high, most high attended calls that we've had. And so I just want to say thank y'all for that, for helping us reach a milestone. And it was just helpful even for me um, to be not just facilitating it, but to also receive from other people. And so shout out to y'all. Y'all the best. And during our times together, I feel like a lot of people were talking about clarity. And even like talks that I have with people, just my friends, people are looking for clarity right now. Like, what the heck am I supposed to be doing? God, what are you doing in my life? Where are you sending me? And it's just a common theme of like, yeah, what's tea? Like, what's going on right now? And I'm finding that sometimes trust is the plan. That's it. That's all you're going to get is that you need to trust and that that is the plan for the moment. And that can be intimidating. It can be scary. And so we're going to dive into it together. So first, as always, we're going to get into the pros prompt of the week just to get us journaling, thinking and in the right mindset, and then we'll get into it. The pros prompts for this week. I want you to take out a piece of paper and write down What do you have clarity about? What are you clear about in this moment right now? What are you clear about about God? What are you clear about about yourself? What are some things that you just know without a shadow of a doubt? Do you know that you like going to sleep with your house on 68 degrees? If that's it, that's it for me. So I'm going to write that down. Like whatever comes to your mind, there's no wrong thing. What do you know? And let it be a laundry list that just kind of keeps on going and flowing. And some things will pop out to you. Some things will be like, what does my thermostat every night have to do with the clarity that I'm seeking right now? Don't judge. Just write down. What do you know? What do you know about you? What do you know about God? What do you know about your situation? What do you know? Random facts that you know. Write those things down whatever comes to your head, but write down what do you have clarity about? And I think a lot of times um, what's prompted this prompt this week is there could be a lot of focus and over-focus on what we don't know. And we could like, child, I don't know what I'm doing. I don't know where I'm going. I don't know who's going to be with me when I get there. And it's just, I don't know this. I don't know that. I don't know this. I don't know that. And what happens is we can spark our own loss of creativity. We can spark our own sense of just being lost in general. We can push people away that want to help us because we're like, well, I don't know what I need help with. And so you can't help me in this moment until I figure that out. Or you can't stand with me even in this place of uncertainty because I'm not even sure what I'm uncertain about. Sometimes that's it. And so we start to focus on what we aren't clear about, but sometimes we're not even clear about what we're not clear about. And so it just causes us to be in this state of further confusion. It causes us to be severed from the ties that we built and the people that we're supposed to be with in this season. And it really could just 
make us be anxious. It can cause us to um, not want to go to God, feel like he's not on our side. And just, it just, they're just a, a web of things that can happen when we focus on what we are not clear about. And so when we spin that perspective and we start to shift our focus to what we are clear about, it starts to make us remember how much we actually have knowledge of, how much wisdom are we actually carrying in our beings each and every day that we walk about this earth and each every day that we go about our journey. And so write those things down. Again, there's nothing too small to be knowledgeable about in this season, especially if you're a person that's seeking clarity. Because the more that you realize you have clarity about, the more that that clarity that you have can guide you to the clarity that you are seeking. So again, the pros prompts for this week can be as short or as long as you see fit. What do you have clarity about? So on this theme of trust, child, I was reading, I actually was doing my Jonah study. I am entering week six of that, but I was on week five. And so I was reading that and it led me to Second Chronicles, which is not a place I usually find myself, but something really stuck out to me in Second Chronicles with King Jehoshaphat that I was like, hold on, like, wait, like, you know, and so um, it sparked some things just for me, but it also gave me something that I want to share with y'all. And so I'm going to read 2 Chronicles 20 verse 12. And it's kind of our basis or our anchor for where we're going today. 2 Chronicles 20 verse 12. Our God, will you not judge them? For we are powerless before this vast number that comes to fight against us. We do not know what to do, but we look to you. That last sentence, we do not know what to do, but we look to you. Can we talk about that? That takes trust. That takes vulnerability. That takes honesty. That takes release to say, I don't know what to do. Mind you, um, the king is saying this in an assembly. There are multiple people and he's like, yo, there's something happening and I don't really have an answer. So let's pray. Let's go to God about it. And so that takes trust. To know that when you don't know what to do, that God does. And that you can go to him, even your space and your sphere of not knowing what to do. You can go to God with that. How trusting do you have to be to acknowledge that in the face of God, right? And then it takes vulnerability to say that we don't know. We don't, I don't have an answer. I don't have a suggestion. Like, God, this is all on you. I don't have a, a thing that I'm praying for. Or you need to do it this way. Or you need to do it that way. I have no clue on what to do, which is why I'm going to you. You are all knowing you are all powerful. And so are you not God? If you're God, hey, we are here. We are at your throne. Do what you do. And it takes release. If the last sentence reads, we do not know what to do, but we look to you. That takes release to say that I don't have it. I don't got it. And so instead of me further going on a wheel of looking at the things that I have the power to do, of the things that I've done in the past, of of how vast I can stretch myself to be, I'm deciding that you're bigger, that you know more, that you hold more wisdom, that you hold more power. And so I don't know what to do, but I look to you because I know that you know all things, because I know that you can orchestrate all things, because I know that you are the most powerful being that I can connect myself with at this time. 
And so I'm going to look to you. That's a release. And for a lot of us, release is something that is very difficult, especially when you're at a time where you want to clinch on to everything that you know. You want to clinch on to everything that you have left because it's all you have left. You don't want to release it. It seems unwise to release what you have when you don't know what to do, or you don't know where else you're going to get strength from or power from. It says that we are powerless before this vast number. Some of us are, there's a vast number that we need financially, and we feel powerless against that number. There's a vast number of supporters that we need for a campaign or something that we're doing, right? And we seem powerless in being able to get that to happen. There's a vast number of family members that we may have that need healing, that need breakthrough in some capacity. And we feel powerless in being able to provide the breakthrough that they need. There's a lot of things that can make us feel powerless in this world. And what happens when you feel like you don't have power? You want to seize it. Let me say, is House of Dragons Hive in the house? I'm watching House of Dragons and let me say, it is amazing. If you got HBO, tap, tap, tap in. It is a great show. And The whole thing with Game of Thrones is that you're trying to seize power. And if you don't have it, you form alliances with people and you plot and you scheme, you sit and you organize, you stay up in the middle of the night and you're like, I'm going to get to this thing before anybody else else can get to it. That is how the show, how the world works in in this instance, right? And what we see in Second Chronicles is... A deviation from that order. It is saying that when I don't have power, when I feel powerless, it is not on me to go and seize the power that I seek. That's what a lot of us do. I have done that so many times where I feel small, I feel insecure. And so what I do is I try to reach out at something else outside of me to make me look bigger, to make me look stronger. And what we see we can be guided to do in the word is release, release it to God. I don't know what to do, but we look to you. You look to God and you release it on him. Like, okay, you powerful. So you come in and you do this. And so there's a response to God from that. And we see it in verse 15. So verse 15, he calls out the people that he's talking to. And then God ends with saying, do not be afraid or discouraged because of this vast number for the battle is not yours, but God's. Mm. And so when he first addresses the prayer that has been lifted up in the presence of the people, we see that God addresses the fear. It says, do not be afraid or discouraged. That's the first thing that he says. And I was like, why does he say that first? Because we see, do not be afraid, do not be discouraged. We kind of see that a lot in scripture. And so it's like, tell me what to do. Like he's asking, he's like, we don't know what to do, but we look to you. I want you to give me the answers. But he says, do not be afraid or discouraged first for a reason. And I had to go back a little bit. The reason is in the same chapter. It's in 2 Chronicles 20, verse 3. That reads, Jehoshaphat was afraid and he resolved to seek the Lord. And so the whole reason why he prayed in the first place wasn't because he didn't know what to do. 
It was because he was afraid. It said Jehoshaphat was afraid and he resolved to seek the Lord. He was afraid. And so that brought him to God's feet. That brought him to be like, yo, like you got to help me. I don't know what's popping off right now, but it's got me shook. I'm shaking. I'm panicking. Okay. And so I'm going to come to you because that's what I do when I'm afraid. That is my response in this moment. And so when we get to God's response to Jehoshaphat's response of his fear, God addresses the fear first. He didn't have to say, I'm afraid. He said, I don't know what to do, so I'm looking to you. But he did know what to do. The very thing that he needed to do was get in front of God's face to admit where he was. And when he does that, God addresses it. He doesn't just send him off to be like, all right, so this is what I need you to do. Y'all do it right here, right now. I don't care about y'all feelings. Buck up. Like, that's not how he addresses them. He acknowledges where they are. And it's kind of a, a thank you that you brought your vulnerability to me, that you brought your powerlessness to me, that you brought your honesty. You felt that you could trust me with that. And so let me remind you, you don't have to be afraid. Do not be discouraged. And then he shares why. He shares why. Because this vast number, you don't got to worry about that. Because the battle is not yours, it's God's. He lets them know the very thing that you're tripping off of, that ain't even your fight, pimp. That's on me. I got you. So sometimes trust is the plan. Jehoshaphat felt fear. But he trusted that if he brought that fear to the Lord, something would happen. He didn't know what was going to happen. He says that in verse 12. I don't got the answers, but I trust that you do. And so there are a few things that happen in this that, that can kind of guide us in 2022 with our situations. The first thing that God does is calls those gathered by name and addresses the fear. He calls them by name and addresses the fear. God gets intimate with them. He knows what's up. Nothing is a surprise, but because he can only call out the fear because they chose to bring the fear to him. So he partners with them, but with their action and what they did, he brings his lordship, his godmanship <laughs> to their response to their fear. So if they ignored their fear, if they tried to play it down, if they puffed themselves up thinking they were bigger than, we wouldn't get this response from God. So he was able to work because of their vulnerability. Y'all hear me. A lot of times we be trying to act like everything is all good and gravy and that things aren't popping off in our lives and things are going okay. And it's because we're trying to save face. And when we do that with people, sometimes it's our boundaries. Sometimes people have hurt us. Sometimes people don't need that type of vulnerability from us in the space that we're in because they'll knock us outside the place of faith, right? And so there are reasons why we do that. What gets dangerous is when we do that with God. When we try to save face with God, it doesn't allow for him to be God in our lives. It doesn't allow for us to depend on him to show up and show out. And he can speak to our fear directly. But if we act like the fear is not there, what is he speaking to? What can he remove? What can he give us power for if we're not acting like we're not powerless? And so that's the very first thing that we see. God gets intimate, calling them by name, and then he calls their fear and tells them that that fear has to bow. Don't be fearful and do not be discouraged. Next, we see that he provides clarity. 
God lets them know. Oh, this vast number that y'all y'all hear whispers of that's coming y'all way. Don't be worried about that. That's on me. I got that. I, I, I'm going to handle that. Don't worry about it. Don't be discouraged by it. I am going to handle that. He provides clarity. And what messes me up is when I'm looking for clarity sometimes, I want you to tell me that I'm going to win. I want you to tell me that what I'm scared of ain't real. I want you to tell me things that we don't see God do in this passage. The great vast number that was coming King Jehoshaphat's way was still on the way. And God clarifies that as well. And so when God clarifies something that's unfavorable to us or something that is, it sparks the very fear that we brought to God, that causes us to be discouraged and be like, oh, this following God thing, I'm tapping out, unsubscribe. I don't want to do that because I'm following you not to get vast opposition. I'm following you to get vast blessings. I'm following you to get my vast sins erased. I'm following you so that way I can be good. And so this vast number that's seeming like they're coming at me, they don't seem good. So I, I don't want to follow you. I don't get the point. What, what am I doing this for? And so I want us to be watchful of when we're seeking clarity, actually receiving the clarity that we get. God acknowledges, you're not, you're not crazy, babe. Your vision is on. What people are saying, your ear, you're tuned to the right streets. There is a vast number. You're right. So he, he clarifies that they're correct. But he also clarifies that the battle is his, that what's coming towards them isn't bigger than him, that he's God even in the midst of what they're going through, but that he is going to fight the battle for them. And so there's a lot of clarity that they get by this one sentence from God. And sometimes I think we're looking for this huge thing. I was looking for clarity for like the next six months of my life. When I've been praying to God, like, show me the whole plan. Don't leave nothing out. I want the enchilada and the empanada. Like, show me everything. And that's not what we get all the time. We get one sentence, but that one sentence can reveal so much. And it's enough for us to handle. It's a director for us to take in in this moment. But if we don't allow ourselves to gain all the clarity that God's trying to provide, then we downplay it. It's just like, oh, well, I prayed. I ain't hear nothing. And there's so much that we get from him all the time. We just have to, to be open to receiving clarity that may not look like getting clarity in the thing that you were lifting up. Again, Jehoshaphat asked, he said, I don't know what to do, but I look to you. And God says, look to me to fight this. So he still isn't telling him what to do in this moment. But there is clarity on who's fighting this battle. Who is who is a vast number going to be taken out by? It's going to be taken out by God because he's saying that the battle is God's. And so there's clarity there. But if Jehoshaphat is only looking for what he's supposed to do, he'll miss it. And so we see God, he does, he provides clarity. He does it. Some of us are at a place where we don't believe that God does that. It's like, oh, well, he just he just do whatever he want to do, and I'll figure it out later. God provides clarity. We got to make sure that we're not missing the clarity that he provides because it's there. And the next thing that we see is that he gives instruction. He tells them, tomorrow, get up, 
pack up, go to this place, and then y'all going to watch me handle this. That's literally what he says. And we see this example multiple times where God will address you and tell you not to be fearful, provide clarity, and then give instruction. We see that with Joshua. With Joshua, angel comes and he's like, yo, don't be afraid. Mary is pregnant and I did impregnate her and you're going to name him Jesus. Like he addresses Joseph by name, tells him not to be afraid gives clarity. She's right. She's not lying to you. And then he gives Joseph instruction on what to do with um, Joshua. He's like, Hey, do not be afraid. Then he clarifies Moses is dead and you are going to lead the people. And then he tells him what to, what to instruct the people. He tells the people, don't forget what Moses told y'all. Cause that is still the same. And so with Joshua's life, we see the same thing. And then with us, he does the same thing. And we can know that. We can rest assured that God does the same thing because he doesn't switch up. And so if that's how he showed up for King Jehoshaphat, if that's how he showed up for Joshua, if that's how he showed up for Joseph, he does the same thing for us. Trust is the plan, but we have to avoid getting caught up. Some of us are so caught up in the fear part that when God is addressing us, we we just too fearful. We're like, I, I don't even want to hear what you got to say because I'm, I'm so terrified of what's going on right now. And so God's trying to call your fear and he can't because you're caught up on that. Some of us are caught up in our pride and our ego where we want to look like a G to everybody and we don't even want to say that we're fearful. So when God's telling us, don't be afraid, we're missing it. We're thinking, oh, you can't be talking to me. I'm good. I'm straight. I don't need nobody. I don't want nobody. I, I'm going to handle this myself. And he's like, mm. I'm trying to tell you, you don't have to be afraid. I know you're stuffing that fear down. Call it up because I'm casting it out. You don't have to be afraid. But we're so caught up in being a G for everybody else that we don't know that we have to profess that we're powerless to God so he can give us the very power that we need. Some of us are so caught up in the clarity piece that it don't make sense to us. And this can't be clarity because I'm less clear than I was when I prayed. Like, what are you talking about right now? And we get so caught up on the clarity having to fit our idea on our plan, on how we wrote everything out, on our vision board that we did at the top of the year, how we're watching other people get blessed. And we want the clarity of how we can get what they have and what God is saying to us. We know that we hear him. We heard it. We read the scripture. We watched the video. We're like, oh, this is God, but this ain't clear to me. And we're looking to our understanding on something. And so we have clarity, but we're caught up on trying to make the clarity make sense according to our vision. And that is not what we're guaranteed. We are guaranteed God speaking to us on his spirit, guiding us, but it's by his might, by his power, with his vision. For his plans are not our plans. His ways are not our ways. And so if we're trying to make God's plans into our plans, if we're trying to make his ways, our ways, we're going to be lost each and every time because that is not how he works. We're not guaranteed that. And so some of us are getting caught up in that piece. And then some of us are getting caught up because we have clarity, but we're not moving on the instruction. At the end of the day, I read a commentary about um, Second Chronicles and one person was talking about how after I hear that the battle is God's, I think I could just lay back. Cool. So call me when you're done fighting 
and then we'll be straight. That's not what the instruction was. The instruction was tomorrow, get up and go and watch me handle this. And so they couldn't kick it in the crib, right? They had to get up and still take part in what God was doing. And so for some of us, God is saying that somebody's going to give you the blessing that you need. Your family, they're going to come into contact with who they need, that very thing that they need to give them the breakthrough that they're looking for. Your finances, I'm going to handle it. You won't have to do it. That's what he's saying, but that doesn't mean you can just kick it. He sometimes, God's like, I got it and I want you to watch me get it. Come over here so you can see what I'm doing. And that coming over here could be calling you out of your comfort zone. It could be calling you to get a connection with a new person. It could be calling you to break up your routine and do something new. But that's the very thing that'll get you in position to see God bring about the very thing that he gave you clarity about. But we don't want to follow the instruction because, again, it don't make sense. If you're going to handle it, just handle it. And I'll see you handle it when it's done. But sometimes some of us don't work like that. We are visual learners. And for us to learn something new about God, we have to see it. And so if we at the crib, we don't see it. And we're just like, okay, well, thanks. for. Okay, great. Now I got whatever I was hoping for. And the next time something happens, we won't have the faith that God can come through because we haven't seen him come through. And so when he's calling us by instructions to move to a new spot, it's because we're then be storing up memory. We'll be storing up a bank of what God does, of how he operates. And so the next time we face against something, he might even have to tell us, don't be fearful. We just won't be. Because we've seen how God comes through. Don't get caught up. We have to avoid getting caught up in these traps. Because when we get caught up, it prevents and prolongs us seeing the very thing that we're hoping for, y'all. For God's plans to come to pass, we have to partner with him and trust our faith. What's the point of having faith if we can't activate it? We store up faith to use it. When you read your scriptures, when you're walking by faith, when you are going to church, when you're talking to people, when you're doing Bible plans, when you're doing prayer, all of that, especially in times when you're good, it's so that when you're not good, you have it stored up. Your spirit is like, oh, I know what to do in this situation. Up, oh, I think I know what that verse is. Up, oh, I saw a YouTube video about this. Let me go to my previously watched and pull it up. We start to pull up those things and use them. We use it. That's that's the point. That's the point of our faith, right? We store it up and then we activate it. And so trust is the plan. Trust is the plan. There are some things where I'm like, yo, what am I supposed to be doing? Like, I feel like I'm supposed to be doing something and I want to make sure I'm doing it right. And trust is the plan. Trusting that God is going to do what he said he's going to do. Trusting that when I'm praying, I'm being heard. Trusting that when I send out a word, when I declare some things in my mouth, that I'm going to see them, that I'm calling those things, that I'm partnering with God. I'm partnering with the spirit. I'm partnering with what Jesus has already done for me. And those things are going to be seen in my life in 2022. I have to trust that. For me to speak it, that when I get clarity, I have to trust that that's God speaking to me, that I'm not making that up, that I'm not just being wishful, that I'm not just yada yada, like, you know, like, no, I can trust that when God is speaking to me, oh, okay, he's on my street, he's on my block, things are happening for me. Trust is the plan. 
If you feel like you don't have clarity, if you feel like you don't know what to do, if you haven't prayed, but you don't want to pray because you're like, you're not going to answer me. Trust that he will pray anyway. If you're like, I can't, I can't do another thing because I've tried and it hasn't happened. Trust that when you work this time, God's going to work with you. He sees you. If you feel like things are just too big, they're too vast. It's a vast number. And they've been coming at you for months up in your way. There's opposition coming from this way, that way. People that you thought were going to be with you ain't with you. You thought she was going to accomplish this thing by now. It hasn't happened. Trust God and that he's powerful even when you feel powerless. And you can do just as we see in 2 Chronicles 20, 12, that when you don't know what to do, you can look to God and that look is all you need. And so the power tool for today is to identify where you are. Identify where you are. Are you in 2 Chronicles 20 verse number three where it's like, I'm afraid. And so I need to, let me, let me talk to God, child, because I don't know what to do. There's honor and glory in knowing that you're there because then you know the next step is to go to God. You go to God, not putting your fear to the side and bucking up and being a G when you go to God. You bring your fear with you. You bring your disappointment with you. You bring your hurt with you. You bring your distrust in him with you. You bring your, I don't know what's happening right now and you got me messed up with you. So if that's where you are, if you're in verse number three, you know the next step to take. If you are in verse 15, and God is calling you by name, you have felt a tug on your heart that he's talking to you. Every time you go on TikTok, there are certain things that keep seeming like people are up in your business and speaking to your situation. That is God calling you by name. He's telling you, don't be afraid. I see you. I know what's going on. None of it is a surprise to me. And if that's where you are, then you know you need to activate your trust in that space and believe it. If you are in the space where God is providing clarity to you and you're trying to make it make sense, then you know that you can release that, that you don't have to expect God, release God of him having to respond in a way that is really you making yourself your God. And listen to the clarity that he's giving you. I promise you it's there. There's one sentence that he was giving and it told Jehoshaphat so much. God can give you one word, one word. And it can reveal earthly, it can reveal so much to you. Earthly bounds can be broken off by one word. And that could be all the clarity that you need. But you have to release God from being the God that you have set up and let him be the God that he is. You might be in a spot where he's giving you instruction, but the instructions don't make no sense. The instructions are calling you to be out your comfort zone. The instructions is just plain right something you don't want to do. Something that you don't believe you can do. Something that you've done before and you have being called to do it again. What's the point of me doing it again? And you might be wrestling with that instruction. If you're wrestling, then you know the next thing you need to do is release I don't know what to do, but I look to you. And because you look to God, trust that whatever he gave you is sufficient for the vast number that is in front of you. Identify 
where you are. Be real with yourself and then you can be real with God. When you're real with God, he'll give you really what you need to march forward and you'll be able to see him come through for you. This will help you to activate your faith. You'll know exactly where you need to activate it. You won't just be throwing about things. You will hit your target on the bull's eye because you've identified where you are. For me, your girl, I'm in that space where I definitely have a little bit of clarity. You know what I'm saying? And it's a lot. I have to recognize that it's more clarity than I, I thought I would even have at this moment right now. And I have been given some instructions. I was given an instruction to record this episode and I could have not did it. You know what I'm saying? Cause I definitely was like, it's rainy today. It's kind of drab. And I could have just been kicking it. <laughs> and I was like, no, you need to record this now. And I put a little bit of urgency on myself because I was like, you're seeking clarity, but you've been given instructions and the, to see the very thing that you want to see, you got to move. You got to move. And so I get in that space where I'm like, oh, I need to be clear on what's happening. And I have to remember, I have clarity and I actually have instructions on the next step to take. It's on me to move, to get there. And I will see the acts of God. And so identify where you're at. It will help you more than you know. Vulnerability is powerful. Jehoshaphat, I think he got it wrong. He said, I'm powerless. We're powerless. They had more power than they knew because they knew that they had power in God. And going to the face of God, they would get what they needed. And the same is true for us. And so I hope this has helped y'all and was a blessing. If you know somebody that has been saying, I need clarity, girl, I don't know what to do, yada, yada, share this message with them. I promise you, it really can break some chains off of us. Some of us are walking around thinking we blind and we are seeing more stuff than generations before us have ever seen. God is with us. There's some kingdom goggles that we wearing that is that is just opening up things to us. And we if we don't recognize that the glasses are on our face, we will miss it. And I don't want y'all to miss this. God is moving. He's providing clarity and he is doing things for us on our behalf. And all we have to do is recognize that we got some goggles on and watch him work. But we have to partner with him in that. And so share this with somebody that you know it could be of use to. And if you haven't already, be sure that you plug into the pros and praise pages newsletter. I share weekly tips and tricks to help you get through your week with power. I love you guys. I hope that you have a blessed week and remember to profess your power. That's power and pros.